We are I. What do we actually know? And, you know, like this, this is a question that's, you know, it's so loaded in the fitness industry, the health and wellness industry, nutrition industry, like anything to do with the body, the physiology, you know, like the different processes that happen in the body as a result of X and, you know, a result of doing X and Y and, you know, there's just, there's so many variables to be able to take into consideration, you know, like, what do we actually really know? You know, and I guess my thought process behind this is, you know, after like yesterday's podcast that, you know, I launched and we we're just talking about how there's there's no essential carbohydrates because the body has the ability to be able to synthesize, you know, glucose when it needs it, you know, based on these other macronutrients that we bring into the body. You know, but it also comes down to something that I've talked about too, you know, what I've been doing since, you know, I've according to my fitness tracker, my Sunto watch and the app that comes along with it, just like every single time that I come back from doing a hike, because of the hikes that I do and the length that they are and the stress on the body, you know, it always means that I get pushed into this category of going too hard, air quotes, and I need to dial it back. You know, I need more recovery time. And I'm like, okay, you know, and this happens because of all the working out that I do up into that. And then I push as hard as I can because I, I want that to be my pinnacle. I'm, I'm doing that for a very specific purpose and a very specific reason, you know, like, so, and then I take into consideration what John Donaher, you know, one of the most famous BJJ coaches on this planet, the founder of the Donaher death squad, you know, whether that's the original one or the the hybrid version of what is there now. But by saying that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you're sick. Like you come in and you train, you just do less. You change what you're doing. So that's what I did this time. Instead of, you know, coming in or waking up on Monday morning, I changed that activity. And, you know, I do a little bit less. You know, for three days, I just did on day one, Tuesday or Monday, I just did chest, 18 sets of barbell bench press, various different weights, various different, you know, rep combinations. And I just did chest, high rep, low rep, you know, higher weight, lower weight, you know, longer rest times, shorter rest times. And that's all I did. You know, on Tuesday, I went in and I did the same thing with barbell back squats, you know, heavier weight, lighter weight, lower reps, higher reps, you know, different amount of breaks in between, try to mirror the same style of what I did with chest. Then yesterday, Wednesday, I went in and I did the same thing with wide neutral chins. And, you know, I did lower reps, I did higher reps, I did some explosive, I did some controlled, did way more controlled than explosive, you know, various different ranges, obviously the weight staying consistent because I just used my body weight. Didn't add any extra weight, but I naturally brought myself down from that category of going too hard to progressive fitness, meaning I'm going somewhere, I'm gaining some ground with my fitness. You know, I, I didn't stop, 
which that'd be the traditional mindset is saying like, hey, you should stop and you should get this recovery. It's just like, well, no, what if I just do less and I allow the recovery to be able to naturally come in? Because if I need all this recovery, if I go work out for 45 minutes to an hour, the rest of the day naturally is recovery, especially if I'm trying to focus on getting some good sleeps. So, you know, that has changed. So it's like, what do we actually know? Do we actually know that taking time off is good? Or do we know that just doing something and keeping on progressing, that can yield you the same result? Because that's tend to be more where I, you know, lie now is into this camp of, you know, no, you shouldn't take time off. You should just keep on doing something, maybe just do a little bit less on the days, you know, if you're tired or if you're sick or, you know, you're run down, but just go do something because moving the body is not bad. It's not bad. It's not going to make things worse. Moving the body is healthy. If we believe in all these other systems that, you know, we so-called know that, you know, working out boosts your immune system, boosts your mood, you know, increases all of these really great metabolic processes in the body. If we know that sitting in the sauna does the same thing, if we know that sitting in the ice bath does the same thing, which is just mimicking really being outside and exposed to these different, you know, temperatures and these different climates. And, you know, going outside for some walks and getting some fresh air, you know, that used to be some of the best old school wisdom for when you got sick is go outside and just get some fresh air. That doesn't mean go run around. It can mean go just sit outside on a bench, you know, and get some fresh air. You could sit on your phone and scroll through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, sitting outside on a park bench, and at least you're getting, you know, some fresh air while you do so. It's like, what do we actually know? You know, and then today... You know, because when I get back from these hikes, you know, I I eat a lot for about two or three days. So my weight always goes up a couple pounds and then it'll come back down, you know, but for like the last week or so, you know, my blood pressure has been elevated. If, you know, if I look back over the course of probably two weeks, I've been up in like that high normal category. I think there was one day where I was higher up towards grade one hypertension and it was frustrating me and I couldn't figure out why because my weight was lower. I was like 176. You know, I'm just like, theoretically, you know, my blood pressure should be down and all these things. But now my weight was up to 179 pounds this morning. And I'm like, for sure, I'm going to be in like grade one hypertension, you know, but then I do, you know, um, my, my um, metabolic agent, I check it. And I'm down to what I think it was 27 this morning from 39, which I'm always in the 20s. And that's my goal in the morning to make sure that, you know, I'm at least 10 years minus my actual biological age. Or sorry, checking my biological age, comparing against to my numerical age, not my metabolic age. Sorry. And but then I get to my blood pressure and I'm sitting there and I'm like, trying not to even think about like, the negative thought about this number being high because it's obviously going to be because I'm 179 pounds. So then I do my blood pressure and it turns out I'm almost in optimal. I'm two point or three points off my diastolic um, blood pressure reading from being in optimal. My systolic's already in the optimal category. So what do we actually know? Because I would naturally assume as my weight increases, my blood pressure is going to increase too, especially since this weight increase hasn't happened over the course of time. This weight increase has happened over since the course of Monday and it's Thursday today. So what do we actually know? 
So these are the kind of things where I think there's a lot of things that we we do know. I think there's a lot of things that we can bank on and rely upon. Exercise is good. There's stress on the body, but that stress is good. Heat, the stress is there, but that stress is good. Cold, that stress is there, but it's good. You know, there is a nine essential amino acids. Yes, we do know that. So you do need to intake proteins that have, you know, these amino acids in them, these nine essential amino acids, because it is very key to our survival as a, as a human being. Same with these omega-3 and 6 fatty acids. We need these. We can, we can understand that. We know that. You know, we're starting to understand that these carbohydrates are in a completely different category and really only lock our micronutrients into them. That's why we need to intake them. So this is, to me, the kind of gray area is there needs to be more discussion around carbohydrates and their actual role in the body and how they're really just storage vehicles for these micronutrients, except for maybe in extreme athletic conditions. So this is where, you know, again, what do we really know? What do we really know about carbohydrates and their role in the body when we know that they're not essential? And then what do we really know about, you know, weight gain and weight fluctuations and weight variability? And, you know, especially for somebody who tracks those things every day and you can see that there's anomalies here. We don't really quite know. We don't really quite know the the correlations here, obviously, because now I could sit down and have a, an intelligent argument with anybody who wants to have an intelligent argument about, you know, weight variability versus, you know, heart or blood pressure variability versus biological and metabolic age variability because my metabolic age, you know, every morning when my weight goes up, my metabolic age goes up, but my biological age goes down in contrast to my numerical age. So what do we really know about these things? This is to me where, you know, you can start to see the holes in this research because that's only the tip of the iceberg because then we don't even get into the whole, does this affect white people different than black people than different than Asian people than different, you know, than Indian people, blah, 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 blah. Does it affect men and women differently? Does it affect young, middle-aged and elderly people differently? Does it affect what? Like, how does all of this come into play? And this is the reason why it's like, there'll be a lot of generalizations we can make, but the more that we want to hyper-focus on any one of these details, the more we're never going to be able to see the forest through the trees because there's just there's too many variabilities. There's too many external factors to be able to take into consideration. When we keep it a lot more sky high, like is heat good or bad? You know, we can we can lump that in. We can understand that. Is cold good or bad? Yes, we can lump that in, you know, to the whole. Is exercise good? We can lump that into the whole. Is going outside and fresh air and nature good? Yes, we can lump those things because they're very big generalizations. But the rest of it, the more we start to peel those onion skins back and the more that we try to be able to get into the minutia and hyper focus on these small little things, I I just don't necessarily believe that we'll ever be able to see the forest through the trees. 